When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, how you doing? <laughs> I just, you know, and that is all the time we have for you. I'm not even welcome. Welcome to PHLY Flyers. My name is Bill Matz. I'm uh, here to talk you through whatever the fuck we just watched last night. I'm your dir- director of sadness and misery I, for today. I, I'm not even like. I've only had uh, like seven hours to process this one, and I was asleep for most of it. Oh, man. And like, I went to bed, and I was just like, I, like, "This is funny, you know? Like, this is funny. It is funny." And now it- I'm no longer laughing, Charlie. <laughs> like, it's actually the most ridiculous shit I've ever. I'm still ha- laughing. I-, I am joined by the number one beat reporter in Philadelphia, Charlie O'Connor. Charlie, how was your experience watching that game last night? It wasn't great. Like, it wasn't, aside from the inherent drama of watching one team try to avoid historic futility and the other team trying to avoid being the team that allows them to avoid historic futility, aside from that, for at least 40 minutes, it was not a good hockey game. That was some of the worst hockey ever played. It was really bad. And, like, I will say, it was one of the most dramatic games I've watched this Flyers team play in a long time. (laughs) I tweeted at you, like, this must have been like every time the Sharks took a shot, which was once every seven or eight minutes. Right. Um, it was drama. It was like I, I likened it to this must how people felt watching the 1980 Lake Placid Olympics USA USSR. Like every time a shot was taken, it was like, is this it? Is this is, when they're going to score? Like, could this be? Yeah. And then I later likened it to watching the ninth inning of a perfect game if both teams came out for the ninth blindfolded, <laughs> like I, I've never, I just, I, I just got us everything we said about this team being better than we thought it's over dead. Uh, they just literally, and I know I'm using literally incorrectly here, <laughs> but there's no proof that I'm using it incorrectly. They just literally pissed all over themselves. And you know what? John Tortorella, the head coach who's hiring, I was kind of met on, but he grew on me, and I have since decided I like him for the rebuild. He's on my personal hot seat. Uh, You can't be the we maintain a standard guy and then watch your team come out lackluster against an AHL Sharks team 
uh, that they should honestly be terrified to lose to and pump to pad their stats against. There wasn't anyone I saw in the first 40 minutes of that game who was like seething to get their hat trick. To get, Ooh, baby, let's, I'm going to be a point of game player after this one. This is it for me. There one was goal. not one guy. One goal, and it barely went in. Barely. <laughs> Just, I'm still not positive it went in. Uh, you can't be the out, we outwork everyone guy and then lose five of six, seven of nine, and respond to a five nothing home beatdown by losing to a team that lost its first 11 games by a combined score of 54 to 12. Wow, is that bad? 54 to 12. You scored once. You can't be the culture and identity guy and then watch your team come out the way they did in the first 40 minutes. Clearly, whatever message you're imparting on them has already been lost in the first year and one month of, his, of your tenure. <laughs> Where was all the identity? Where was all that pace? You know, I want to talk about Morgan Frost and maybe how his pace doesn't fit with what John Tortorella's idea is. If slow and deliberate is the pace, like why wasn't Morgan Frost in? He fits perfectly with what they did last night. I, I just, like, where was all the improvement we'd seen in their gameplay? Where was the physicality? Why were they so content to play on the perimeter? Like, how did they manage to take six minor penalties against the by far worst team in hockey? How do you have too many men on a power play? Where's all your discipline? How many power plays of their own? Now, maybe negating their own power plays is the best thing for their <laughs> offense. You're not wrong, though. But how many of their own power plays did they negate last night? Two? Three? Like, I need to see a lot more out of this team and a lot more out of this organization if I'm going to feel comfortable giving them the benefit of the doubt I've allowed them since the regime change. Maybe it was folly on my part. Like, oh, yeah, you know, fucking first two weeks of the season, they look better, so clearly they're better. Like, I don't know, maybe the NHL is the NFL now where the first month is still preseason because ain't nobody playing the preseason. Don't tell that to Canucks fans. Yeah, well, <laughs> Charlie, I actually went back and read your mentions, and I got to tell you, man, you... Don't you have enough on your hands with this fucking team? <laughs> they really are. I will say, though, the Canucks are the Flyers of the West. They are. Like, they really, it lines up. Canucks fans are Flyers it, fans. And you know it, what? it is the Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. And, and you know what? The people in your mentions were absolutely insane. <laughs> and, like, just take a breath, man, and look at what he's saying. Like, no, I don't care if Thatcher Demko, like, uh, he's not Dominic Hossett. <laughs> like, that's all we're saying. But, like... I, I'll give them, you know what? I understand your insanity yeah. because last night I'm yeah. literally, I spent, I don't know, minute, minute and a half scrolling gifts for the perfect Joker gift. Mm -hmm. And I realized this is what being a Flyers fan is. Sure is. Like not just, oh yeah, like Ryan Gilbert last night, I'm going to turn into the Joker. Like, buddy, I don't know how you're not there yet. Yeah, right. But Every, like, everybody's the Joker but like, at this point. We're not point. just the Joker. We are the, like... In no way are we the Adam West style, like, oh, ha, ha. no, like literally driving with head out car window, <laughs> <laughs> like that beautiful yeah, Christopher the, Nolan yeah, the shot. Heath, the Heath Ledger like, one. Yeah, 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 like that's who we are. We're yeah. that. And I know why. The and I know the, why Vancouver fans are too. I get you. The Flyers did this to everyone. 
Yes. They did this to They've everyone. They've done this. Yeah. It's on them. They've done this to me. Yeah. I actually, I can point at you and like, if it's making you miserable, turn it off. I get it. I chose this to be my career. I have no one to blame but myself. But fuck you, I blame you. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, Charlie, I guess I'm the imbecile. For thinking that this team was any different than the last 10 Flyers teams we've seen. But, like, watching them play the sport. Like, not just being like, oh, they've won some games. Because we said, listen, if they just win some games because Couturier's back and Carter Hart's back, that don't matter. Watching them play the sport of hockey, they looked like a vastly improved hockey team. Last night... They looked like they had zero interest. And when John Tortorella comes out before the game and says they shouldn't be able to spell trap game, he knew. He knew it was going to happen. And it just happened. Apparently, they can spell trap game. Yeah, and the funny part about it is that, while I agree with you that they played like crap, I agree with you that, especially for the first 40 minutes, they looked lethargic. They didn't look engaged. They were making dumb mistake, dumb turnover after turnover after dumb turnover. In spite of all that, they still outshot them 39 to 19, which shows you how bad the Sharks are. The Sharks are an embarrassment. <laughs> That's the thing. The Flyers played as poorly as you can play. And like after the game, Sean Couturier can statistically sit there and be like, Oh, we're pretty good at five on five. Yeah, like we had the puck most of the game, which yeah, they congratulations. did. <laughs> they did. The other team has no interest in playing the sport. They're horrible well, at it. Okay, I, Their best defenseman is at number six. I do disagree with that. I do think that they you, came you, out and you, were kind of yeah, interested yeah, in the first yeah. five you, minutes. You, last did, night. you did see a Sharks team that I think played about as intense as they can play. I should have filled this with Jamison, probably. Yeah. They played about as intense as they can play, given their obvious talent deficiencies. Like, they played hard. They played hard for them. The thing is that playing hard for them is still squeezing out a 2-1 victory while getting outshot by 20 shots. Like, that is their best. That's how bad that team is. And look, this is an embarrassing loss. It's a really embarrassing loss because no one wanted to be the team that lost to the Sharks. And the Flyers, because they're the Flyers... (laughs) found a way to be the team that lost the Sharks. And, like, of course it was the Flyers. Of course it was the Flyers. I don't know what's more unbelievable about it. The fact that it really was them or the fact that I didn't see this coming a mile away. Like, everyone's like, how didn't you? And I'm like, I don't know. Quite honestly, like, I'm standing on the train tracks, looking at the train heading towards me. The big light is getting bigger and bigger. The the gates are down. The thing is going bing bong, bing bong. And I'm like... Ah, it's probably all right. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be all right. Like, I'll just, I'll just move. I'll get out of the way. And then it hits me. And then I just get run the fuck out. Like, I am... I, I really... I'm mad at them and myself. I, I just... If they... Like, if Sam Erson just gets lit up last night because, like, he stinks, I, I might be able to accept that. But like, how do you just not score? <laughs> how do you how do you have 39 shots for whatever reason and i don't understand this because i objectively think he's not a good goalie for whatever reason mackenzie blackwood does seem to have the flyers number and Char- he did play well charlie he came in with an a, a save percentage in the 870 i'm not saying he's good he i'm saying against 30- the flyers oh, no. he's good <laughs> in his career against the flyers 13 games 9-2-2 two two with a 9-23 a 2-4-3 goals against and two shutouts for some reason this bad goalie 
beats the Flyers. Yeah. Like he is, he's just Cody Ross. Like I, I just, I do not <laughs> understand when he steps on the ice against the Flyers. He becomes Dominic Hasek, except the Flyers used to beat Hasek sometimes. Occasionally. Like, Once in a while. They beat him in a couple playoff series. Yeah, Every now and then they'd have to put one through the side of the net to beat him. But, you know, ESPN <laughs> was like, yeah, we want the Flyers in the next round. So we ain't giving them that angle. <laughs> and, and, and they'd beat him. But, like, uh, how do you lose to a team this bad? They were gonna, they were gonna win eventually, I guess. But I said yesterday, I think it actually works against them. They're in this spot of historical like incompetence that no team is gonna take them lightly because they don't want to get laughed at and have assholes like me calling them the worst team ever for two weeks. Because of this, and that will be the motivating factor. No, apparently you think not. between that and like your head coach being John Tortorella, you'd be motivated to beat a team that's inherently beatable. But no, well, I no. Think, I think what you're seeing was not the case. No, I think what you're seeing here, which is something honestly we've been saying from the get-go, is that this Flyers team lacks high-end talent. They lack the kind of talent that allows you to just flip the switch and score three goals the same way, you know, a, a Colorado, a Vegas, a Dallas, a Toronto, you know, the way those teams could do it. The way the Flyers have to win is they have to work really, really, really hard. And what you saw last night was a team that for the first 40 minutes didn't work really, really hard. And it just serves as a reminder that, like some teams can get away with not working really hard because they have a Connor McDavid who can just flip the switch and dominate for two shifts. And you can just beat a bad team solely based on him putting the team on his back for a combined 120 seconds. Guess what? With the Flyers, they don't have anybody like that. So they need to outwork a team. And what you're seeing is that they are talent efficient enough that if they don't work their asses off, they can lose to quite possibly the worst team of the last 30 years. Like, and I, I would have just, just a small thing about last night's game that Sean C I see points out uh, with the faceoffs. Uh, the Sharks actually came in a pretty good faceoff team. They're like 53% is like the one thing they were good at. It's like, yeah, it's like the one <laughs> like outlier stat. You're like, did I sort this in the wrong? Like, why are the Sharks at the top? Oh, it's, it's, they're actually, they came in like, they're a pretty good faceoff team. Um, at least through 40 minutes, the Flyers were at like 28%, I think. Yeah, let me check That's, Let me check um, to see where they finished. It was bad. Like They finished at 30.2%. It's, it's a 50-50 it's puck battle. Like, the best guys in the league, and this we're talking about the specialized dudes, are like 60 or under. You know, that's like Giroux and Couturier when they were on the same line and were able to only go on their strong sides for like 56, 58%. It's a 50-50 puck battle. You won 30% of them? No. And I'm sorry, like, oh, well, this is what happens when they don't work hard. Exactly. And that's supposed to be their thing. Yeah, I agree. John Tortorella is imparting this standard on everybody, and everyone has to live up to it. And if you don't, God forbid, you're going to find your ass on the bench because I'm the hard-ass coach. I bag skate you. We're the hard-working team. Where was it last night? And it's coming off the 5-0 loss to the Kings, which I can live with losing to the Kings, but they played like shit. Yeah. And the Kings, like the Kings might be the best team in the West right now, maybe outside of Vegas. It's 
but when you get embarrassed at home like that and then you have a layup, make the layup. Yeah. No. They refused. They were Ben no, they, Simmons. No, they, I was going to say they, they straight were ben up Ben Simmons, Simmens Simmens under the rim. <laughs> they straight up ben of passing it to Matisse Stiebel, they punted the ball into the fucking three hundreds. <laughs> uh, Incredible. I don't. I don't know why I'm so mad at them because again, I should have seen it coming. They did this like four years ago. They lost to the O ten and one. <laughs> they lost to the O ten and one Arizona Coyotes like a couple of years ago. This is their thing. This is the it's Flyers the, thing. It's the ten game losing streaks, and that's just like, how does? Yeah, we were just joking around about the uh, the Yankees right before we went right before we went live. Like Brian Cashman coming out, like we actually have the smallest analytics department in the American League East. It's like, well, you're worth a trillion dollars. Why? <laughs> Why? Why do you have the smallest anything? Of it? Like you should have. If you don't believe in something at all, you should have the biggest just because you can. Yeah. You know, and that's like I look at the Flyers. How did they become like we joke all the time? They do nothing. Like interesting, yeah. Like they haven't made a big trade. They haven't made a big free agent sign. Like Kevin Hayes, like Matt Niskanen, Ryan Ellis. These are not. Uh, th- they're, not is, they're not earth shaking acquisitions. These are not like going out and like making the Lindros trade. Yeah, they don't do shit that's like above and beyond interesting ever. And yet somehow they're the most ridiculous team in the, <laughs> the win ten in a row. Yeah, they're the only team in history to miss the playoffs after winning ten. Multiple ten game losing streaks over the last seven, eight years. They've lost, now lost to 0 and eleven teams twice to start a season a couple of times. Like they are the how did they become the ridiculous team? Like, was this a how it's, it's it's karma for flyers fans for being as ridiculous as they are that this is just it, it's like a feedback loop it's like the flyers are are insane so then the fans become insane and then because the fans are insane the team gets even more insane it's just this awful feedback loop and you know what i'm here for it because it is in a car crash sort of way it is entertaining uh, as i got it all right let's pretend my hat's off (laughs) i shaved my hair's up in a bun it's not just all over the goddamn place as a media member they are uh, we got to do a show every day it's wednesday morning what the like yeah all right they win three one who cares like they are content goal for considering they're like considering they're not the worst team in the league and they're by no means a cup contender they're in like that kind of spot that's horrible to be in they still are somehow content gold like it's it's truly unbelievable but i gotta be honest with you charlie it's wearing a little thin on me like they're ridiculous the entertainment (laughs) level of their ridiculousness it's becoming absurd. <laughs> they are an absurd franchise. And like the Ottawa Senators being absurd, that's fine. Like if the Sharks want to be 0 10 and 1, like you're the San Jose Sharks. Congratulations. You probably shouldn't even exist. Like the Philadelphia Flyers are owned by fucking Comcast. There is no excuse for them to be as absolutely inept as they have become over the last decade. See, the, the funny thing about this is that, like, I... Number, Anyone with Comcast no, cable no, it's just is like, 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 LOL. Like, number one, I'm not angry. I'm really I, not. I, but but I, I am really enjoying just letting you go off I, and, and express all the anger I that clearly all the fans you, feel. Like, it's... 
Because I think this is great. <laughs> I think this is the ideal outcome for this season. If they were... Oh, if they went one and 81 this year, that would be fine. You beat the team. The Sharks, not only did the Sharks, and this is great work by Tyler, because I didn't know this. The Sharks not only started the season losing their first 11 games. They lost the final six games of last season, all in regulation, by the way. So they were 0-16-1 in their last 17 coming into this. Well, didn't they slump us the the, the year, the, the pandemic year, the year that the year was shortened, not the year that was shortened because of the pandemic, but the one that started the late. The 56-gamer Didn't they, they break like a 19-game losing streak by the Sabres too? Didn't that happen? Somebody tweeted that at me and it was like, that's the thing is I can't even keep track of it <laughs> There's all There's just now. so many. There's so many. Like people, I asked on Twitter last night for like people's most embarrassing, like most embarrassing moments of the last like fly like recent and there's so many, I can't even remember them people are like sending me these funny gifts and like these moments and I'm like I don't even remember all of these but it's just from the bad luck that this team has like the ridiculous injuries the draft busts like oh yeah we moved 13 to 2 luck's turning around nope. oh yeah that guy's out of the league <laughs> and then the three oh, guys after him the guy who all all and the guy who went one is the captain of the devils like is he the best guy in that draft no but he might win the selkie this year and he's the captain of a team that's going to be a cup contender for the next 10 years like that was a great for a draft that came in it was like ah it's all right that was a great draft. Ended up being a real the good Flyers draft. had the second pick, and the dude's out of hockey. Uh, how? How are we this way? And I know you don't have an answer for me, Charlie, because you're just a really good analyst. You're not <laughs> God. But how? <laughs> how? Because Flyer. Look, as I said, the reason why I'm not angry about this is because, like, this run, I'm, I'm looking specifically at this run of the last six games, like, this is exactly what I wanted out of this season. I wanted a Flyers team that was out shooting and out chancing the opposition and was still losing. And over the last six games, they've won one game, they've lost five, they've collected 55% of the expected goals. Like, yes, they played like crap last game and had they played against anyone other than the sharks they certainly would not have outshot now chance them but like they still did they still probably should have won that game as bad as they played they probably still should have won that game if they get a couple bounces if mckenzie blackwood lets in a week one like he has pretty much every single other game this season i think he's probably let in more than a couple week ones per game given his awful save percentage going into this game like they probably should have won that game they didn't and it's infuriating for fans to be sure Sure, because it's embarrassing because they're going to be the joke of the league for at least a few weeks at least until the sharks win like their second game which hell that might come in another month who knows but it, they'll it, win 10 in a row it's, make it, playoffs. it's not like i came into the season with the expectation this team was going to be good and honestly if anything the fact that this game happened and now like you said to kick off the show I no longer can buy the idea that this team is better. Like that's almost a relief to me because now I don't have to deal with fans who are like, how can you say this team is rebuilding? They're so good. They're going to be a legit playoff team because I watched them last couple games. They look good. And like, yes, that's going to be this year. There's going to be games where they're going to go into Buffalo and kick the shit out of the Sabres. And then there's going to be games where they're going to go into San Jose against a winless team and lose because they're a bad hockey team. They're a bad hockey team that I think is making progress, but they're still a bad hockey team. Listen, I can accept a lot of um, 
there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, and hockey is random. But I, but I love the fact that you don't want to accept it. No, because no, no. that's great. No, because I, that's great, and fans shouldn't accept I that. I can accept a lot of what you're saying, and if they play well and lose, like they did against Carolina, like they did against Vegas, fair. I can more than accept that. Beautiful. That's that's a rebuilding team. Mm-hmm. This team is supposed to be. <laughs> improved from last year and yes they are rebuilding and a top 10 maybe top five pick is exactly what they need but again this is the we're maintaining a standard we're not tanking if your standard is fair is better than what last night was you need to be held accountable for that yeah plain and simple and to a lot to your point and like nice start to the year all that um they are now, by points percentage, tied for seventh worst in hockey. That's Last about right. year, they were the seventh worst team in hockey. Yeah, that's about right. They are exactly where they were. They are who we thought they were. Right back and where we, let we the started sharks off from. The hook. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even have a, uh, a segue here. Calling all card collectors. <laughs> Wheelhouse is our go-to sports card, gift, and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all. Lucky you, Wheelhouse. Lucky you. Uh, (laughs) They carry all of your favorite card brands like Topps Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, and hoodies from brands like Mitchell & Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter, and Shibe Vintage Sports. Looking to grade your sports card collection? Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. Stop in either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester open seven days per week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY to get $10 off any purchase of 25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. That's uh, that's I like a good in-store discount oh, like yeah. go in and be oh phly and then they'll be like oh you're, you're buying flyers gear but like, no I, I think there's something to be said about like i know a lot of people have transitioned to just ordering everything from yeah. amazon or ordering, ordering everything online there's something to be said about like going to a place regularly and getting to know like the owner and the, the people who work behind the counter and stuff like that i don't know there's just like a cool sense of community there no there absolutely is and that's their motto cards and community we you know we're big on that here at phly so uh it's it's pretty sweet that that's their thing as well and i i especially for you know i i buy a lot of team apparel i have a lot of and i'm an odd shape i need to like (laughs) no if if i buy a shirt on the internet it's like this is 50 50 yeah you you, you want to try it on i need to feel the material like is this going to accentuate my pear shape or is this going to uh, like hide it like you know like i i need a good boxy shirt i can't have those form-fitting shirts that you wear because (laughs) then it just looks like i'm pregnant uh so i i i enjoy going into a uh into a nice brick and mortar store and you can find wheelhouse cards in Wayne and Westchester open seven days a week. All right, back to this, uh, back, back to this, to this team. absolutely asinine team. <laughs> this team. Char- like what do we have? Like, I just want to spend an hour hammering them because that's the most ridiculous. They probably deserve it. I, 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 I just, do think you made a good point though, about this idea of accountability and this idea of we're not tanking. And I think it's completely fair for fans to make the argument that 
the Flyers can't have it both ways. Yeah. They can't say, we aren't tanking, we're building this culture, that what matters is is making sure that guys don't get used to losing, nope. that we're developing players in the right environment. You can't say all those things and then go out and lose to an 0-11 and team. No. And, and especially in the way they lost, which was for the first 40 minutes, they did not look like they were all there. I'll give them a little bit of credit. They did try real hard in the final 20 when it finally seemed to register of, oh, shit, we might actually lose to this friggin' team. Now, why it took them 40 minutes to realize that, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you exactly because it's – t- <laughs> I sleep until noon and then Ava calls me and the house is a goddamn wreck and the dog hasn't been out. And all of a sudden, I'm doing the dishes <laughs> and trying to give the dog his breakfast. No, look, honey, I, I did shit while you were at work at- at 4.45 this morning. Look, no, like that was, that third period was quite honestly bullshit. And I know, <laughs> I, no, I wish they got shut out in the game, quite honestly. Like the one goal was condescending to me. And I'll tell you what else. I know this is going to be hypocritical because I made fun of the Sharks mm-hmm. for only having the one fighting major after giving up 20 goals in two games. The scrum at the end of the game was the most try-hard Brandon Manning bullshit. Uh, oh, no, look, we care. We're going to fight when we lost. No, if you cared, the first 40 minutes you would have scored six goals, and the third period you would have been dumping and chasing going into a shell. Yeah. Like, it, it was just the whole thing was performative nonsense to me, and that made me even angrier than the effort in the first 40 minutes was the fake effort at the end of the game. Show up. Fair. All you had to do was show up. Like, this was not a, oh, man, if we really go out and work, we might be able to get this one. This was, if we played one good period of hockey, we should win this game 4-1. to one, yeah. And you lost 2-1 to one because you played a good 17 minutes in the third. Yeah. And it was too late. They yeah. were already feeling it. And you were gripping your sticks. There's no way you were putting one in. It was a team of Tyson Forsters oh, yeah. last night. Oh, in the third like, period, 100%. They, were, they, they could have had an open net and they would have pinged it off of the crossbar yeah I, I honestly think that you know i know they get the goal at the end of the second period joel farabee scores but in a way even though you get that goal it almost it had to have been like a jesus christ like that great of a play and he came like within an inch of stopping it like holy shit we can't beat this guy i do have to say flyers video team they're doing well. Excellent. They're doing a really good job. They've had two or three offside. They've had, uh, there was a goalie interference before those, maybe in the Anaheim game. Or I don't that. think, I, I think tonight, or not tonight, I guess you could call it tonight because the game did end yeah. on today. This morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the game last night, I think that was a, a booth challenge. That was a booth challenge. I think that, I don't think that was the Flyers okay. challenging. I think that was a, the officials wanted to take a look at it to All see, right. but I do agree with you that the Flyers video review team, their video coach and whatnot, they're doing a good job so far this year in terms of, you know, informing Tortorella quickly enough for him to challenge because with these challenges, you could end up on, on the penalty kill if you mess up and they've nailed them. So I guess props to them on that. But, but going back to what I was saying about the Flyers can't have it both ways. Like if they had more or less done what the Sharks did and, you know, trade away Eric Carlson and been like, yep, we're just going to be terrible. Like these sorts of losses wouldn't matter as much. But if you're going to claim that we're trying to be better than a tanking team, we're rebuilding, but we're not tanking. Then fans have every right to be absolutely livid when they lose games like this. Uh, I do have to, I guess I got to give props uh, to uh, the video team. Maybe that was a booth review, so it wasn't them last night, but they've been good. Uh, Nick Delorier, 
He did his job last night. Uh, he did fight. He got in that nice fight. Sure to, did. Uh, that was he. I love the way Delorier fights. I like a guy. He's not looking to tie up. Like, I like when they square off. And he, that was fun. And he threw a real nice hit in the defensive zone as well. Uh, great check of the game. So good for him. Did he? I mean, okay. Th that check, I actually want to, like, do a little mini rant on that. Because, like, yes, it was a great collision. Okay. But they both fell. Wow. Like, to me, a great check is when you check a guy and he falls and you don't. All right. <laughs> if it's a guy who I like want to be in the play. Okay. Fair. Like if Travis Sanheim throws a check and he also goes down and is now out of the play, that's bad. Four on four with Nick Delorier being the one who mm. took himself out. Like that's a lot like, okay, I'm just going to go line up their best player. And if they, they kick me out of the games, like that's Zach Ronaldo running Chris Letang. Oh, Zach like, Ronaldo. I will gladly take a, like a game misconduct, you know, because I don't matter. Uh, like, so I guess, but it was, listen, it was a, an exciting half second in a game that made me want to throw something through the television. That's all fair. Um, Let, let's talk about some some other things. Some other things about that are tangentially about the, related. Well, yeah, tangentially related to the game, namely, man, this power play is awful. I, I don't even. The Flyers have not scored a power play goal since the Anaheim game. I think they're like oh for the last twenty two or twenty three. It's rough. Um, it's real rough. It's, it's one thing, like sometimes you get goalie and like, I refuse, like, yeah, sometimes you do. And Mackenzie Blackwood played well last night. Also, I refuse to accept that excuse from a goalie who came in with an, uh, a save percentage in the eight seventies. Yeah, Just be better score. Agreed. I don't know what to tell you. It's your job to score. Sometimes score, uh, the power play most of the time is an embarrassment like when they and sean c made a comment about the end of the game when they pulled the goalie and it's like six on five so it's in like not technically a power play but you just see like they're unable to outnumber and outwork the sharks along the boards to yeah. get possession so they can get urson out like it's just they're horrible when they have more guys than the other team yeah. it's no longer like a joke they're no, it, actually really bad it's, at it's it. reality no and i tweeted out during the game and it was one of those where you start making a tweet and then halfway through you're like no i can't finish this because actually it's not accurate because it was about midway through the third period and the flyers just had about three straight shifts when they were in the offensive zone the entire time they were cycling they were shooting i mean they weren't scoring obviously but they were com in complete control how could they how and could I, we I, ask such a thing? i know right and i basically started tweeting man this this third period it feels like the flyers are on a power play and then i stopped <laughs> myself and i'm like that was a good actually one. you know let me rephrase because it's not like they're on a flyer power play because yeah. if they were on a flyers power play they wouldn't be doing shit it looks like they're on a normal power play like a power play for most nhl teams when they do have the puck most of the time and are creating lots of chances because that doesn't really happen on actual flyers power plays all that often it doesn't and i'm just like i'm trying to uh, is the penalty kill still outscoring the power that's play. a good question i know that the penalty kill is definitely outscoring the power play if you break it down on a like per minute basis the the penalty kill i believe is is something like it's actually been ridiculous in terms of of their goals four per 60 and the power play something around i think the high twos which is awful given the fact that the best even strength teams usually score around like 
2.7 goals for per 60 and the flyers power play is something like 2.8 or 2.9 so it's real bad i'm not it's sure a tie. it's a it's tie. four four it's four four okay so it's four four we're going to overtime we're, we're we're heading to the shootout i gotcha it's awful the power play is awful and this you know in a weird sort of way i kind of love it because this is another pathway to being a decent process team but losing a lot of games because you can be real good at five on five you get the power plays you can't do anything with them however that doesn't absolve the people on the power play or the people running the power play from the fact that they're doing a bad job on the power play it's it's pathetic to watch it's truly painful and that's um yes personnel bad yeah we know this it was it's why they are rebuilding yes um tortorella though is mr standard guy morgan frost can't find his way into the lineup because he doesn't live up to whatever standard john tortorella has set for this team rocky thompson why isn't he held to the standard of a morgan frost or a kevin hayes because yes again Bad. But since the start of last season, the power play is at 14.4%. And quite honestly, I can't believe it's in the double digits. I was I was expecting well, it's not be, this year. I no, <laughs> I just mean since late, I was expecting it to be like 9.8, quite honestly. Um they're by far the worst. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if there was 40 teams in the league, they would be 40th. I I don't think one month into a season in which the coach has come out and been like, oh, we're fucking rebuilding. You know, I don't think a coach like one of his assistants is getting fired. Uh, I, I do. It's it's so incredibly but, rare for an assistant to be fired midseason. So if you're hoping like to just get that, like that catharsis of Rocky Thompson being fired. And I'm not just, saying I even want him to be. Yeah, but but I, I'm not arguing with you that. Solely and, and granted, the power play coach isn't just the power play coach. Like Rocky he does Thompson other is, shit is the power play yeah. coach and he coaches the forwards. However, in his duties as the power play coach, he has been woefully deficient in those duties. I think that is undeniable, even accounting for the distinct lack of talent they have up front, the fact they don't really have a true power play quarterback on defense to be that guy. It should be better than this. And you saw it in this game. Like they got some power plays. And granted, they blew some of them because they decided to take a too many men penalty, like unreal. And that again shows like this team wasn't really prepared for that game, which speaks to the coaching staff and the yeah. approach of the players. But they had enough power plays. They should have been able to get one. Like the Sharks are not a good hockey team. We know, we all know this. Their penalty kill is not good. They don't have the kind of personnel that can allow them to have a good penalty kill. And the Flyers just did what they do against everybody else, which is pass around the perimeter, you know, have some have some shots from distance, you know, hope you get some a lucky bounce on a point shot that gets deflected. Like, what is this? There, again, there's no plan. There's no plan. And that, like, I'm I'm just looking at the way they played the entire game, and I feel like the power play is emblematic because you look at, you know, you look at the shot total and go, okay, so the Flyers were on offense quite a bit in this game. They had possession of the puck and were able to direct what, 39 shots at Mackenzie Blackwood. That is a, I mean, it's basically what they, they, I think came into the game, I think giving up 37 and a half. So they basically, so about the they basically hit their average. Yeah. Uh, but like, 
the Flyers had control of the game for quite a bit. And I just think, like, if you're the hardworking team, why are we spending so much time on the perimeter? Everyone in that, like, guys like Sean Couturier, guys like Travis Connecting, you know Mackenzie Blackwood's good against you. Go to yeah. the fucking net. Get greasy, man. Like, why are we all out here on the perimeter ripping shots from, like, outside the hash marks when— you're not good enough to score from there. Yeah. You simply aren't good enough to score from there. Like Tyson yeah. Forster is a guy who might be good enough to score from there, Clearly not but right he now. hasn't been yeah. able to score at all this year. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 don't they don't have, they don't have many dudes. guys that can. They yeah. don't have these dudes. They don't have a big booming shot from the point. They don't have snipers. Get to the net and create havoc. Every outside shot I see, I just see Blackwood eating it up on his logo, yeah. on his logo, grabbing yeah. it with his glove and putting it down. Like no traffic, no chaos, nothing. Yeah. No desire to make that game any more difficult on the Sharks than just another just another Tuesday in the middle of a long season in which neither team really gives a shit. Yeah, and that's and, what it looked like. And Tortorella did acknowledge that after the game. The, the, pre, the post-game presser, which I watched on YouTube, was not long. It was about two minutes, as one would expect when you lose to an 0-11 team. But Torts did say that, look, we had a lot of puck possession, but no, not nearly enough quality None. chances. And that stands for both 5-on-5 five five and the power play. 5-on-5, five five, like... Okay, you're playing against the Sharks. You should be able to create quality chances. But I, I acknowledge that at least they have the same amount of skaters on the ice as you. On the power play, you got one more. Like, you have a numbers advantage somewhere. Take advantage of it. And if you have to take advantage of it in front of the net to bang in a couple rebounds, do that. It, it can be done. It has happened before. It has happened before. <laughs> and I'm just... Uh... I continue. <laughs> I continue to be baffled by this team. Uh, I, I can't imagine many people are all that interested in going and checking them out at this point. Uh, but you know what? The Sixers also play down at the Wells Fargo <laughs> Center. So maybe you want to go check out it. I can't believe that's where I am at this point. Like the team I have given up on completely. <laughs> <laughs> They're also a good start. That's, they really are. Uh, but listen, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports and music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I did think like there were there were more people in the stands last night than i was expecting really because there weren't a lot of people uh, in the were, stands. i was expecting <laughs> i was expecting 11 people one for each shark's loss uh but at one point i did hear and i think um kevin kurz tweeted that he heard some e-a-g-l-e-s chance makes sense and i feel like i heard that i i, I like, didn't but i'll i'll take his word i for was it. like is that what i'm hearing right now and then i saw him tweet it and i was like oh so there are some flyers fans in the building I bet you they wanted to use game time because game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, I, like, I want to hammer the coaching staff for a lot of the on ice stuff last night 
because that was and ultimately it falls on the players. Yeah, of course. Like this does. is your job, go out and do your job, but it's also the coach's job to make sure they come out prepared. But the the pregame decision making. The idea that Morgan Frost and listen, I get it. He's probably not that good. And we've probably dedicated way too much time to a dude whose ceiling is at best decent 3C. I get it. But if he doesn't fit in the future here, there is, I think, even more responsibility to play this guy. So you can try to get something for him. Yeah. Okay, he doesn't live up to your standard. After last night, who does? Yeah. We're going to be the culture and identity team. We're going to play with pace. And this is something I wanted to kind of, it's just pregame. I'm sitting there just thinking about like, what doesn't Morgan Frost have that other dudes who aren't that good, you know, clearly John Tortorella prefers. Right. And I'm not even talking about Noah Cates. Like Noah Cates is going through a rough stretch right now, but I think last year I learned he's a good player. Yeah. And and, and, and we'll actually, see. to be honest with you, like Noah Cates is one of the few guys last night, right? More than twice said like, Hey, that was a good play. There was a few nice four checks on his part. Listen, he drew you, that penalty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Like, the, like not, not saying he played well because no one played well, but he at least wasn't as painful to watch. No, as most listen, of the team. If, if you get to the puck first, behind the net and dish it out front and ain't no one out front what are you supposed to do like it's two on one down low you got the puck someone should be there they weren't uh but like i'm not even talking about morgan cates i'm just the overall makeup of this you're thinking stylistically Stylistically, what is he missing and that's i'm just thinking like john tortorella wants travis connectney's where there's no we're carrying the puck in the zone. Maybe it's two on one. Maybe it's two on two. Maybe it's two on three, whatever. I'm taking it to the net. We're creating the chance now. See how it goes. Aggressive, safe as death, etc. That's the type of pace John Tortorella wants. And stylistically, Morgan Frost is carry it over the blue line and then Jake Voracek it. Pull up at the top of the circle and say, yeah, we might be able to do something now, but think of the play we could make in a minute if we can figure something, like if we can get an even better position. And I just think, is like, is that it in your mind? Is it just that stylistic difference? Like, and this is, we're, this is generalities. I'm just trying to like, he's a pull up at the top of the circle and wait to see if something develops. And John Tortorella wants guys who make things happen now. It, I think there's something to that. I think that, look, one of the big things with Morgan Frost, and this dates back all the way to his junior play, and we've talked about this, I believe, on the show, is that he never, while he's actually a legitimately good skater, especially in juniors, and this was a problem going into the pro game for him, he never played with a ton of pace. His thing was, I'm going to carry the puck into the zone pretty deliberately. He's deliberate. I'm going to wait for my options. I'm going to scan the ice because I have really good vision, and then I'm going to find my guy, and we're going to create a quality chance. I think he's tried really hard to play with more pace, to to skate faster, not in the sense of having the ability to skate faster, but in in the sense of when he's carrying the puck up, 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 
when he's carrying the puck up ice, he has the ability to do it quicker because he knows guys are behind him, putting back pressure on him, and he makes plays. However, that tendency does come out sometimes, and I'm sure that tendency does tick off Tortorella a fair amount because he wants his guys to play with pace. He wants his guys to play with energy. He wants his guys to play with aggressiveness. I also think another part of Frost's game that does frustrate Tortorella, and this is a part of Frost's game, I think frustrates a lot of Flyers fans, particularly the very angry ones on Twitter. He's just not physical. Like, he's not even a little bit physical. And I'm not talking about the, like, got, like, Aristolainen-type physicality. Like, Sean Gattieri doesn't have many hits. I was just going to say. But he plays a physical game in yeah. the sense that he's active in battles. He tries to win pucks. Morgan Frost has that, like, he's a little bit, like, off to the side. He's the guy who's watching the puck battle, hoping it's going to scoot out, and then he can grab the puck and make a play. And I think it's that part of his game, I would guess more than anything else, that irks torts because i don't think that it's i don't think it's necessarily the worst thing i don't think every guy has to play this super physically engaged style but i think tortorella thinks everybody has to play a physically engaged style and i think like if you're the best left winger on the team do you have to can you get away being a perimeter guy maybe not being the most physical guy yeah absolutely if you are that three quarters of a point point a game guy. If you're going to be a bottom six and like, okay, maybe he's a second liner, but it doesn't look like it to this point. If you're going to be a third line center, no, you need to have that element of your game. We have to be able to trust you on the penalty kill, which it's not even, that's not even in a conversation. And and that's the distinction between Frost and Cates where like, Torts can look at Noah Cates and say, on my good team, he's a 3C because he's a penalty killer, because he's engaged, because he's defensively oriented. Is he going to score a ton of points? I think he can score more. I'm speaking in Tortorella's voice. I think he can score more, but no, he's not a point-per-game guy. But I envision him as the 3C on my contending Flyers team. The point I made in the article I wrote yesterday, which was very critical of the decision to, uh, to scratch Frost again after putting him back in for four games, the point I made is that I've always felt that if Morgan Frost is going to fit on this team over the long term, it's going to have to be because he shows he can score so much that you have to find a place for him, that it doesn't matter that he's not the most physical. It doesn't matter that sometimes he's going to turn the puck over when he tries to make a play because at the end of the year, you look at the point totals and he's got 65, 70 every year. And you're like, we deal with it because the guy's so good offensively. Now, some people have made the decision, have made the evaluation that he's never going to be that guy. I think Tortorella has probably made the evaluation that he's never going to be that guy. My opinion is that even though I personally am skeptical that he's ever going to be that guy, I have to acknowledge that last year he took a big step forward offensively. He made a big jump year over year. He scored more. And this year is supposed to be about finding out what we have in players. My guess is that if you gave Morgan Frost 82 games this season to show that he can take a further leap offensively and turn himself into a 65-70 point guy, which is the kind of guy I think he needs to be in order to fit on the team long term, my guess is that he would not live up to that. But my point is, is that why not find out? Like, why not use this year, which, as you've told us, is not about winning. That's right. Why not use this year to just confirm, confirm your preconceived notion that he's not that guy? Because what's it going to hurt? 
Like, do you really need to have Ryan Paling in the lineup? Is it really that important? No, they played with so much identity and character last night, Charlie. It's important. Why not find out this year for sure? Because you can say that you don't love the way Morgan Frost plays, but Morgan Frost did, and I know I joke about it sometimes. He did lead the team in scoring in the second half of the season over the final 54, 55 games, whatever. Why not this year? Find out if that's for real. And if it's not, then at the end of the season, you can, without any real worry, you can then trade him for a mid-round draft pick and feel good that he's not going to be the next Patrick Sharp. But the worst case scenario here, and this is, I think, what drives a lot of the big Morgan Frost fans, it's not even love of Morgan Frost. It's fear that he's going to be Patrick Sharp. And that's not even like at this point, listen, if he goes else, if he goes elsewhere and has... Uh, success congrats I get like I don't really live in fear of that because listen dudes are gonna move on like I look at uh, I look at Colorado and how they were like what what became of them and now they're kind of regular cup contenders and it's like yeah man like Ryan O'Reilly had a really good career after he left there like Matt Duchesne nice player like sometimes you move on from good players they, they want a cup who cares yeah but like sometimes you move on from good players and your team's fine like that's you, you, yeah. One, you can't pay everybody, and two, like you, you make the best of the return and make the best of what you have. Like I'm not gonna live in fear of that. And I'm gl- like, it's a, a comment from a couple minutes ago. It's pretty far up, but it was like, poor Bill. He sure defends Frost. Like I'm not even a big Morgan Frost yeah. fan. Yeah, I'm not even defending <laughs> him. It's the asset management yeah. aspect of this. Yeah. It's that if you've already determined that. He's played six games this year. They played right? 13. He's played less he's than pl- half. He's played less than half. If it took you six games to determine he's not part of the future of this team, that means you already made that determination exactly. last year. Exactly. And if that's the case, you should have traded his rights in the offseason. Yep. What are we doing? Yep. The, if this is like get something for get something that's either future lottery tickets or a player who does fit whatever you're trying to build. Like get something. Yeah. And now yeah. they're putting themselves in a position where it's like it's going to be a 2025 fifth. Yeah. And, and and that's the thing. Like to me, he might stink. To, he might yeah, flat yeah, out stink. Yeah. To me, the distinction is I, w- I want him. I almost want to give him a fair shot just so I don't feel like I don't feel like he was treated unfairly when you ultimately give up on him. Yeah. Like if, if, if they played him 82 games a season, he finishes with 45 points, still isn't driving play, still isn't doing much on the power play. The Flyers trade him next summer and then two years down the road, like he pulls a Carlos Carrasco and figures it out on another team. Like, you know nice what? Reference. You know what? I'm not mad because you know what? I would say the Flyers gave him every chance to make it work here. He couldn't make it work here. Maybe it just was never going to work here, and he figured it out somewhere else. And you know what? Good job, Morgan Frost. Props to you. I'm proud of you, buddy. But if if they do this to him all year, if he ultimately plays in 50 games because he's going in and out of the lineup all year, and he knows that every mistake he makes, every time the Flyers lose 4-1, to one, he's the guy coming out because he's the guy towards picks. If that's the way it plays out, and then the Flyers trade him in the offseason for, as you implied, for less than what he might be worth if you didn't do that. And then a year or two down the road, he breaks out and is a 65-point guy. Then I'll be pissed because then it's like you had him. And maybe if you would have given him that look, maybe you would have been the ones to figure it out, not some other team. And like, 
if he goes somewhere else and is nice depth scoring for a good team because they have the pieces to put around him to make him effect, like the Flyers don't have those. They don't have enough pieces to make a first line, let alone a third. Like, yeah. so I, like it's fine. I just, I want to be without a shadow of a doubt. And that goes for everybody. It's just that he's the one. He's the one that is being singled out here. Yeah. And like, I don't want to turn this into like the Wade Allison thing where for the first two weeks of you know the preseason, we're talking about Wade Allison and then, oh, look at him. He's on the Phantoms fourth line and he stinks. It's like, maybe that's who Frost ends up being. Maybe. But let's, fi- let's find out. Yeah. Like, let us find out. That's all. And I just see... I just see hypocrisy when we blame him when things go wrong. It's like, well, they just lost to the fucking Sharks. <laughs> he wasn't Who's getting blamed for this one? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I did want to say, though, since you made the Carrasco reference, I was a big Lou Marson guy. I was bummed you to see him. You were a big Lou guy? I, was, I thought he was the catcher of the future. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. There were a lot I, of I was prospects. To see him go. There were a lot of prospects during that None Phillies year. turned out. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Kyle Drabeck. I mean, we I, had we had a lot of prospects yeah. that got traded for good players that ultimately never turned None out. Like, them. the one guy who's still stuck who I never would have guessed would have been that guy who's still playing as Travis Darno. Yeah. Like, wow. Good and for him. I guess, I mean, Carrasco eventually figured it out. But again, it took like five years <laughs> before he became the good Carlos Carrasco. We would rather talk about anything than this team right now. Honestly, Literally kinda. the 2011 Philadelphia, or I guess that was what, 2009 Philadelphia Phillies? Well, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the Lee Trey would have been 09. It, it does not take a whole lot. To look better than the Flyers. All you got to do to look better than the Flyers. I mean, wake up in the morning. But other than <laughs> that, all you got to do, man, shop at FOCO. Because FOCO has the absolute best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Whether you're looking for team apparel for the season ahead, overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, anything you need for game day. Or maybe you need some accessories, toys, collectibles, or novelty items for your man cave, she shed, or podcast set. You've got to use FOCO for all your team gear needs. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in the description of this show. For all non-presale items, use promo code PHLY for 10% off. That's promo code PHLY for 10% off. FOCO, I have a suggestion for you. Paper bags. We're doing that again. Team We're really bringing back the paper bags. Team branded Please paper no. bags. Please no. <laughs> it, no the, the most annoying part of the paper bags was it was really hard to tell apart anybody on Twitter because it was yeah. everyone's Twitter uh, like avatar. Yeah. And I was just like, I just, I don't recognize names or anything. I barely know like anyone's name who works here, <laughs> let alone the people on Twitter. <laughs> uh, and that would, that made it difficult. But my God, Charlie, this team, man, this team. This this is the life. How, how do I? Of how do they the get me up players? at 10 a.m. and have me this fucking angry? Well, it's because I have a flight going to L.A. to cover the rest of That's, the next two games of this road Charlie trip. Charlie, that's be, why. That is why. In case you were wondering, we we're doing this show at 10 a.m. today. Charlie has a flight to catch in like a couple of minutes, basically. Uh, so he's going to be on his way to Philly International as soon as we wake up. So safe travels, my friend. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, once again to accommodate for this. Uh, that's going to be like seven. Your yeah, time. That's going to be real it's fun be for you. My, my hope is that I'm still going to be on East Coast time. So I'll wake up at like six naturally and then I'll be able to do the show with no problem. <laughs> wake up at six naturally. That's well, that it's, sounds, it's like nine. I understand. I yeah. understand. So it'll be Kelly Hinkle and I in studio live at 10 a.m. tomorrow. 
Charlie, excuse me, got the hiccups now. Just breathing in way too much air. Uh, Charlie will be joining us remotely, so we will have yet another great show for you. Uh, but that will basically do it for today. Do we have anything else to scream about before we wrap it up, Chuck? I don't think so. I think you you did more than enough screaming for for hopefully for the fan base. Hopefully, I'm going back you, to bed. <laughs> you yeah. earned it, buddy. I just drank a gallon of coffee, so that's not happening. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, for Charlie O'Connor, my name is Bill Matz. We will talk to you tomorrow. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Like the mayor, 